This is Jess. And this is Erin. And we are your sacred witness. Our mission is to see a world where everyone knows, lives, and walks out their truth. Yes. And today we have um, a really exciting guest today. I'm really, um, I at first actually saw his interview, I think it was with Jason Kristoff, which we've done an interview as well. And I was just really interested in, in his story and where he came from. And so... His name is Ryan Martin, and um, so we have Ryan Martin on the podcast today. Ryan Martin is out of the UK. He is a health coach um, and so much more, but Ryan actually went through um, quite a struggle himself, a health struggle, basically a health crisis um, for a number of years where he really went on his own inner journey and his own um, path of finding wellness, like true wellness within himself. And he shares that with so many people, with thousands of people now that he has been able to share his um, approach with, his health approach, but based on his own story, which he's going to be sharing today in the podcast. So I can't wait for that. But Ryan's approach, though, is one that focuses on natural health and healing through a holistic approach by using organic food, therapeutic whole food supplements, excuse me, exercise, sleep, stress reduction, meditation, yoga, detoxification, and neuroscience to achieve optimum health, wellness, vitality, and performance. Rather than the typical fitness shame culture, synthetic supplements, and toxic protein powders. So we're just really excited to have you on today, Ryan, to share with us your journey. And um, I just, I love how you've gone through your own journey yourself. And because of that, now you're sharing um, with so many other people and able to really impact so many other lives. Um, you've turned your struggle really into your victory. And I love that. And I can't wait to hear more about that today. So welcome to the show. Yeah, Welcome, Ryan. All right. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. And it's really good to uh, get on your show. I look forward to it. Yes, absolutely. So let's, I don't know, let's start at the beginning. I know I, you know, I saw your, like, as you know, I saw your testimony or your, your, your story that you shared on a video and it was so touching. I mean, it was so powerful and it was just really grabbed, you know, grabbed my heart. It was like, whoa, like this guy knows what he's doing because he's lived it. And I just, if you don't mind, like, you know, just sharing a little bit about kind of who you are, kind of where you grew up, how you grew up, and just kind of take us through that struggle if you if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, all right. I mean, if you're just saying this off, off air, I think it's really important because lots of people and a lot of professions get into stuff because it's it's a job. Uh, and I know, I know nutritionists and other health coaches the same, but, you know, when you've gone through your own struggles and, and you're doing things that the, the, the experts are telling you to do, but they're not working, um, you start thinking, well, what's going on here? Like eventually you start to... To, to, to try and find a different way of doing things because you know as I said Albert Einstein said you keep on doing this stuff and expecting different results it's like insanity right so I mean it does take a little while for it to kick in because the way we've been programmed um, just to believe everything we've been told by the experts so-called experts but you know my my, my journey I mean I was typical um, grew up uh, eating standard, you said like the standard American diet. I'd just say the standard Western diet of, you know, having cereal in the morning. Um, used to love a cup of tea, <laughs> very English, you know, a cup of tea, a ham sandwich, and um, I was just always oh, because I played a lot of sport all way through all through my years, and I was generally kept reasonably. I used to struggle my weight a little bit, but I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about 
what can eat, uh, calories in, calories out, and uh, etc. Um, when I got to um, 16, 17, I started to get quite severe acne uh, on my on my face, and then it started to go onto my chest and um, my back. And you know, I was trying to play. I was pretty good at rugby at the time. I was playing for um, playing for my county, playing for like, playing for the east eastern counties. Um, in in sort of in around professional setups and doing well, and I was obviously having the foods that they tell you to have, like normal protein shakes and having Lucozade. Do you guys have Lucozade, or is it just Powerade? You guys got Powerade, yeah, Powerade and Gatorade, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucozade. You know, I was drinking that like it's kind of out of fashion, and you know, I look back now and I just cringe. Um, mm. But then again, this is what most athletes are still doing, yeah. um, and you know, I got really really bad uh, skin, and um, then. Around 18, this was, this was getting really bad, um, but around 18 years old, uh, unfortunately, my best friend died in a car accident, and it literally pushed my body into an emotional uh, stress. So generally, I would say to people, you've got a, a physical, mental, emotional stress, um, physical being, you know, you can have, be in a car crash, you can have your bones or joints or spine put out, um, you can have... A chemical reaction, make me to recreational or, or um, recreational drugs or maybe medicine. They can have an emotional response, you know, someone dying, uh, someone in the family getting cancer. And um, that's what I had. And it pushed my body into an emotional response. And uh, what was acne um, started on my chest and back, then started to scab over and it started to form keloid scarring. I don't know if you know what keloid scarring is. No, I don't. Uh-uh. No, it's like a little rubbery balls, almost the time when the body starts to overheal. So you almost get more layers of skin. It's like having little rubbery balls. And I had like these developing, I had acne all over, all over. And it was getting to the point where playing sport was excruciatingly painful because any sort of, any sort of impact I had, because with rugby, it's quite a physical game, you know, and any, any sort of impact I had, it was, I had to wear two t-shirts, it was starting, the blood was coming through. It's also extremely embarrassing for a young man, you know, you're, yeah. you're trying to, I mean, you're just trying to find yourself, you also don't want to be talking to girls and you're looking like that. And, um, you know, I went to the doctors and they put me on medication, um, just put me on, um, just put me on acne, acne medication. It didn't work. Um, kept on coming and luckily I managed to get uh, into university and studying nutrition and, and sports science but I uh, was we were playing it was basically it was a place that was, was high performance sports centre as well which did like equine which was horse riding and football rugby and it did more modern pentathlon and I was there you know in a very high performance environment and um, managed to keep on playing uh, went went there doctor give me stronger medication. Um, but then around this time, with the stress of losing my best friend, um, my body was just so depleted, so toxic. And yeah. I started to form these cysts, um, which were, one was right on the, on the top of the crack of my bum side, and the other was really my groin region. And they would come, and they'd, and they'd last, and they'd, and they'd start to build up, and they'd last about six, seven, eight weeks, and they'd burst, and it would be like, oh my God, that was... Thank God the person. I think it was it was it was hopefully it would go away, but they'd come back. And you know, at the time I was also they gave me all these creams for my skin. It was just drying my skin out. It was yeah. it was a terrible time. Um, all medication. They then um, put me on. I was actually went to play. I was playing nineteen at the time. About twenty, I started to play for Nottingham, and then I actually got. I actually managed to go and play in New Zealand. Um, before I went out to New Zealand uh, to play rugby, they. Put me on Rakuten. You probably know about Rakuten. 
You heard of it before? No, I haven't. No, uh, no it's quite a prominent uh, skin skin medication. Uh, if I had known then what I know now, I would never have taken it. It's a vitamin A derivative. It poisons the liver, and it's also got a hundred percent birth defect rate. That's why women are told not to get pregnant. I wonder. On it. Uh, I wonder if that's the same thing as Accutane. It is Accutane. Yeah, it's Accutane. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. It's a, and um, mm. you know, it dries your skin out, and you're not even allowed in the sun. And when when you're not allowed in the sun, which I know it's got the bad press and people tell you about skin cancer etc we can get into another time or maybe yeah. in the video um we are not allowed to go out into the most hidden entity in the world because your skin's gonna get burned alarm bell should be ringing but you know what do i know i'm just a 20 year old listening to the experts um i went to new zealand the the racketane actually stopped my acne but the cyst kept on coming um i had to go to the to the doctors there i i they gave me antibiotics they went went away then they came back uh, antibiotic skin didn't get rid of it they then biopsied it they didn't know what was going on at this time I managed to come back home to England and then I got another contract to go out and play in Scotland uh, and when I went out to play in Scotland it just got so much that I couldn't even walk and it was excruciating and I remember one day just sitting there like thinking this is I mean you're in a male dominated environment and you're taught and you, you just can't say to the coach you know oh, coach why can't you play I've got this it's just not something you do you know so it took me a while to, to come to that and I just had to stop playing um, yeah. and and I found myself um, at the time, I'd also, at the time, you know, I, I should have said, it started off back in 2008, I found myself on my parents' couch, you know, crying my eyes out, overweight, my skin was a complete mess, I didn't know what to do, I tried everything, um, and I was thinking, this is what life's just going to be like, I don't want to be here. I remember, I remember um, it was, well, because what happened is well, when I come back from Scotland with the keloids, they then put me on on steroids yeah. which uh which my skin like when the, the acne went away but then my skin was really 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 red blotchy all over the place i went up to 95 kgs from about 80 kgs um which, which is about i'm trying to think it's about 15 stone from 35 i know you, you guys use kgs anyway right well they use pounds don't you so uh, yeah um, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, it's about, what, 2.2, 2, so... 2, 2, 20, it's about 200 pounds, I suppose, but probably a bit more, um, probably a bit more, but that was a lot for me, and and at the time as well, I was going to my dermatologist, and he was giving me steroid injections into my keloid scars every week, about 16 injections, wow. I was paying this, like, 300 pounds a time for this, and, I mean, these are the guys that you're, they're rock stars, right, they've got the white coats and that they're doing, and now I just look at it and think, what the hell? And how and this guy's probably still doing this to people. Yeah. Um, but I, luckily, I was I was one of the only things I could do at the time. Um, you know, as a guy who enjoyed my sport, loved you know, going out with my friends, dating girls, etc. I couldn't do any of that, uh, and that's why I was like, "This is what it be like. I don't want to be here." But um, you know, yeah, I, I, one of the things I could do at the time was was watch sport. I used to love watching sport. That was the only thing I do. And one day I was watching a. Uh, we have a boxer over here called David Hay. He's a former heavyweight champion of the world. And there's a Sky over here, um, a program over here on Sky Sports. You, you have Sky? I think you might have Sky. Honestly, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, Sky Sports, anyway, it's like ESPN sort of stuff. Anyway, and they, they do a show where um, where they go behind the ropes. Basically, they look at the professional referee and they go behind the ropes and look at his training and look at what he's doing, etc. And in that show... I was watching, I came across a guy called Ruben Tavares, who was David Hayes' trainer, who, funny enough, is back training David after all the injuries he'd gone through. It was funny. Um, and Ruben was talking about 
organic produce, you, instead of the normal stuff that I've been, I've been told, you know, and I've been around professional athletes that, are, hmm. and if you're thinking if these guys are getting paid what they're getting paid and they're taking this stuff, it must be all right, you know, like things like green luminous whole juice and whey protein powders and BCAAs and all this garbage that, that they were given. But Ruben was talking about probiotics and organic food and he was talking about juicing and cleansing the body and he was talking about just doing things very very differently and I was like who is this guy I need to speak to him um I looked him up and I found out the, the, the place he was working at I gave him a call and I said look can I get a letter to this guy um he said yeah it's fine but within the hour he'd actually rung me was on the phone to me and I'd arranged to meet him the next day down in London and I think my initial meeting with him cost me like 250 300 pounds out of that but he literally, in that hour and a half, two hours of meeting him, opened my eyes up to a world I didn't know existed and wow. completely changed my life. And uh, he looked at me, he just said, like, he just looked at me and was like, you're very toxic, you don't want to stick out my tongue. He said, look, you've got fungal condition going on here, you've got very bad candida. He was just talking to me about everything that was going on. Felt me, gave me some tests, and he was like, look, I want to put you on this, this, and this um, diet. I went to follow it. I also went to go and see a biological medicine practitioner down in Bournemouth, the guy I still use today. Um, and what I, what I was going to say is, with the medication, what I was going to add was, you know, after the, the, this cyst kept on going back, so they I, they put me for a surgery. Um, so they sent me to surgery to cut out the cyst, and then everything was okay until it wasn't. You know, they came back, and then mm-hmm. next time I was like, oh, we'll cut them out. This time we go deep, they won't come back. So they cut them out. Everything was good for six weeks until it wasn't, and they came back. Um, so this time, when I was actually recovering for it, well, I'm telling you, this is because when I was actually recovering from the surgery, I actually got, because my immune system was so depleted from all the medication, all the steroids, all the injections, I actually got um, thrush of the mouth, yeah. um, which was unbearable. It's like someone sticking a knife in my mouth every time I tried to eat. And then if I did get anything down, my gut floor was completely white from all the, all the medication, antibiotics, all the, all the uh, anesthetic. I couldn't eat anything. It was like someone's ripping a knife through my gut. Um, and then, you know, I went to, <laughs> I, I got glandular fever, I was sent to Epibarvirus. And when I went to see the biological medicine practitioner, he said, look, you've got three or four parasites here, you've got this, this and that. And wow. he was like, at, at, the le- at level 30, I start looking for cancer and you're at level 28 to 29 toxicity. So, wow. you know, you're really bad. Um, but followed Ruben's advice, followed uh, Dr. Jacob's advice, who was the, the, the guy in Bournemouth, and uh, never had a skin issue ever since. Um, mm. And it was like three months of following what Ruben had told me and what Dr. Jacob told me with homeopathic remedies. I was doing different diet. I did an antifungal diet protocols. Mm. I was doing breathing exercise. I was doing it. It was a completely different world. All the stuff that I, my old me would have gone, what are you doing? This weird woo stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. It was the world <laughs> I did. Um, doing all this stuff. And I was like, how can this guy who hasn't got a medical degree, who who has literally gone against everything I've been told, who hasn't got, who's not an MD, who, you know, just doesn't wear a white coat or whatever. How can he know all this and know more than them and heal me? Um, it's, just, it's like I was baffled and I was like, right, I need to find out more about this. And for the next three years, I literally was, was studied with Ruben and I went around the world as well and went to Thailand, uh, America, India and uh, and some of Europe just to talk to some of the best and learn from the best in the business. And um, I say it all come back to basically... There's lots of different new avenues, probably to 20 things like I mentioned, but the three main things that I always say were, were, were your gut, gut health, uh, were, being, um, were being toxic and, and deficient, and, um, and basically, you know, you, you, how, how important your environment was to your health, mm. 
not just her genetics. Because um, I learned later, my mum's got a mouthful of metal from where she had, not anymore, but where she had like, and I, like I said to Dr. Jacobs, how comes this happened when I was, I mean, when I'm only 22, 23? And he said, well, if you keep on blowing up the balloon, one day it eventually bursts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I went through was the worst time in my life, but I now look at it as probably the best time um, because it allowed me to learn so much and go through something that other people generally may not go through until they're older and they might go straight to cancer. Yeah. Um, whereas I was actually able to, to learn and it's been, yeah, the best thing, the worst and best thing uh, simultaneously that ever happened to me. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I always like to say to the pendulum swings both ways, right? So like it was swinging one way for you for so long and this, you know, really horrific time where you were able to experience you know things on this you know like were just pain right and suffering and on all levels but now like the pendulum had to swing the other way to this to the to the same extent on the other way where you could experience this true healing um you know and and fulfillment so it's a beautiful story you you said you said you there's top th- uh, three top things that you look for, right? That you tell people. One was gut health. Mm-hmm. One was environment. And what was the other one? Oh, just about being toxic and deficient. You know, every, uh, our body. So just what people don't know. Look, we're all different. This is why it's such a, a minefield out there because there's so much dogma out there, so much information. But you know, people say, "Oh, look, the body detoxes detoxes itself," and uh, you know, we don't need it to do the detox, uh, detox protocols or cleanse protocols, cleansing protocols because the liver does it, all that does it. It's like yeah, maybe in 1940, right. um, but we're in 2018 now, and there's upwards of 100,000 industrial um, chemicals in the air. Uh, our food is sprayed, if you're not buying organic, with herbicides, pesticides, liposides, insecticides, redenticides, chemical fertilizer. Um, you know, the, the, the animals are, are fed. Um, I mean, in your country, it's even worse. You know, they're fed yeah. rendered food, plastic pellets, they're fed sawdust. Yes. They're fed, um, they get hormones injected with vaccines. They're, they're standing in four foot feces. They're, they're, they're sprayed, with, sprayed with ammonia afterwards to give it the illusion of health. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff, I mean, they're also stranded by Wi Fi 24 7 and EMFs. Uh, and, um, you know, this is just, uh, I mean, it can go on and on, you know. And um, mm-hmm. your body just it's only got a certain toxic threshold before it goes to no. And if you've got two million toxins coming in a day and your body's going to get rid of uh, one and a half million, You've got half a million toxins building up day after day, you know? Yeah. That stuff, uh, it changes your entire environment, and that stuff sooner or later becomes a big problem. Yeah, wow. What a, I mean, what an amazing journey, Ryan. Um, I'm curious, though, when you were going through this process, the people that you were surrounded by, like your family, your friends, how were they during this journey? Were they receptive, or were they like... What are you doing? doing? Why are you going against the doctors? You know. (laughs) Well, to be fair, my mum and dad, like they didn't, they, they just, they just, they, they didn't know. They're just um, normal people, you know. They, they had to be fair. My my mum and dad, uh, it's weird. They've got. I say he's my dad now. He actually was cut diabetes a few years ago, and I'd be reversed that pretty quickly. Once he, they can be because I I do what I do. You know, the family can be the ones that resist the most until they realise what you're doing is actually working. Right. then they look at the results and go, "Oh my god!" Um, but they weren't—they were just looking for a solution. My mom and dad were just helping me for everything. I mean, this is—I'll be—I'll be completely honest. When I had these scars and stuff, my mom and dad had to like unpack and ungirls my scars, uh, mm. my legs, and like a bum. You know, this is like not what a young man wants. You know, but mm. no one else is doing it, and they were just—they'd be happy for anything. And my mom's always been pretty open-minded. Like she's very open-minded. Um, 
Uh, and my dad, though, sometimes like even now he'd be like doctors, and he realizes, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> reason, not not like across the board, but he's like, yeah, cool. If I just, he was always says now like, cool, you said that to me five years ago, Ryan. I'm like, yeah, that's what I hear. Don't worry, eventually you learn. But you know, during the time they were my friends, obviously for a long time, I mean, I've got friends that are doctors, and one of, one of my close friends is actually an anaesthetist. And, it's funny because he was quite against what I was doing quite a lot. And then it's funny, he's met a girl and the girl does what basically into what I do. And his, his eyes have been opened and the results <laughs> I get and stuff. It's funny. And um, But generally, you know, I'd, I'd say I, I was sort of secluded at that point. I didn't really see many people because I was in such a bad a bad way. And But generally, you know, you go against stuff and the initial period, everyone thinks you're a whack job or whatever. I'm like, well... That didn't work for me. What do you want me to do? Keep on doing it. And that's what I say to people when they come to me and they say, "Yeah, I've been, I've been." Uh, you know, I deal a lot of people with all different sorts of issues, but gut issues as well. And they're like, "Well, I've been following this diet." I'm like, "Okay, why, why is that?" And they're like, well, "The doctor gave it to me." I was like, "Okay, so how's it working for you?" And they're like, um, "Well, every time I eat this, I get really bloated or I get a lot of pain." I'm like, "Okay, so why are you eating it then?" It's like because the doctor told me to. I'm like, "Okay, so when does your brain kick in?" Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah. realise that that's not working, you know. And it's something that um, Jason talks about. Uh, Jason Christoph, Paul Shea talks about, and I, I've seen it myself a lot. It's like people just want to believe like what's on paper more than their own body. And it's yeah. like I don't care how many scientific. I actually don't care. Everyone wants about the science. Like I do what works. There's only one truth, and that's what works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you've got a million scientific studies telling me that certain food is going to be good for you and if I eat it I feel terrible I'm not going to eat that food because it doesn't work for me and this is the problem in the health game as well people think that because uh, it's a it seems a health food like an avocado for example or a banana like oh yeah but it's healthy yeah, but every time you eat it you feel terrible you get bloated you have a die off so what's that telling you it's telling you that food or the bugs in you are not wanting that food or they're enjoying it but it's not working for you so you know it's something where when I say results speak for themselves, right? And I, I, I've got a little thing. You've been interviewing that. You said that the, the lady who's got um, said no mother ever. I always have results, guys, but another fluke. Yeah. Because I, how many flukes can you have before it becomes sort of like mm, maybe this stuff does work and maybe it works across the board? But we've been so brainwashed to thinking what's right is is wrong and what's what's wrong is right that mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's, it, 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 sometimes you feel like you're hitting your head against a brick wall, but. Yeah. People need to learn the hard way. It's how I learn. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's like, cool, go yeah. and do it. And then when it doesn't work, give me a shout. Or, you know, some people, the ego is a funny thing as well. Some people, um, it's like when you come to your family and stuff, you should, it's hard because you, you're saying stuff to them because you want to help them get better. But if you say something to them, they sometimes will resist you just because their ego wants to prove that they can do things about you. And they'll happily get worse just to prove that they don't need you. Yeah. Um, okay. And this is something where you work spiritual work and you say to them, look, maybe you just say, oh, by the way, I've just read this, just read this. If, you, if you're struggling with that, maybe this would be good for you rather than saying, look, what are you doing eating that? You know, that's terrible for you. Um, but it's hard, especially with loved ones and, and stuff. But that's why really I, I just deal with people that come to me now. You know, I put my video out, my story out. Um, and it's not even like a, come and buy my stuff. It's just my story. Yeah. Just so people understand that it doesn't have to be this way. It is another way. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I feel the exact same way. My I had a health crisis as well, and that's pretty much what changed my entire life. Um, the difference with mine, though, is it was autoimmune, and so mm-hmm. my symptoms weren't visible. 
And so basically my doctors reacted with, well, maybe you should be on an antidepressant, you know, and then, you know, my family, and this has been like, gosh, seven, eight years ago. And at this point, my family still, they still joke about my need for organic foods, my need for, you know, my dietary selection that I don't have certain foods that I put in my body. And so I just find it very interesting. And, and, and that's why I ask about the journey just to see, you know, because it's different for everyone. It's unfortunate, you know, for both of us that we had to get to that point. But like you said, sometimes it takes getting rock bottom before yeah. you make yeah, that choice. The, the thing is, uh, it's like, I don't think, it's not even like I was, I didn't know. Like, no one has, I've been through the, this is why I'm really toying with this. I mean, this could be a while yet, but I'm really toying with the idea, if I have kids, will I send them to school or not? Because... I'm just going to have to unteach them everything they learn. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I might just send them to after-school things and stuff because I was just a product of. I went to private schools and boarding schools. I went to university, and if I and I did a degree, and if I if I use the stuff I learned there to try and help my clients, I've made it ten times worse. Yeah. Um, and you know that your, your family and stuff laughing at your organic produce and stuff. It's just like society will not to take the milk and whatever. But when they get ill, you'll be like, mm, "Funny that." Uh, it's like it's, mm-hmm. you know it's not I always say getting ill it's not bad luck you know people yeah. it, it, once you know like I was ignorant and I'm guessing you probably was too I'm oh, not yeah. saying like obviously you know junk foods are good for you and stuff but I never I never I thought junk food just meant you might forget fat etc I didn't realise it could cause allergies I didn't realise it could destroy your gut I didn't realise it could cause cancer etc 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 autoimmune conditions is another one that I find a funny term because they say it's the body attacking itself um, the body is so clever. I don't think it ever attack itself. Um, I think it will attack something that it thinks is a foreign invader. Um, but it's another one that like, is hard. Um, and obviously you've got protocols and things to get around that. But you know, for me, it was just it was just complete ignorance. I didn't know. I just was eating what everyone else ate. I was just going through the going through the motions, thinking it was just calories in, calories out. And then, and then like, I know it's completely different. I'm. It's just funny. Um, and once you learn that. You wonder why, or once you once you've been through that pain and that agony, you're like, why don't other people know? That? Why isn't this message out there? Yeah. Why? And so you're trying to everyone, and because everyone, either not ill, so why, well, I mean, unless you've been through it, then you know, people are not going to stop doing things because what they're having too much fun, like they're enjoying themselves too much. But like you don't wake up one morning, start having lemon water with with milk thistle, you know, and MSM and whatever else. It's not like random. You do it because of your health. Um, yeah. And you're so like passionate about trying to help everyone get the message out. You go through a few stages, I think, where you can be quite forced with it. And now, to me, I just I just get on with it. And just, I just spread my say, say my truth, and I don't try and force anyone into anything. But yeah. you wonder why this message isn't out there, and then you start digging down a few different rabbit holes, and you realise mm, maybe things are a bit more sinister than than what you'd hoped. Uh, and that's mm. where <laughs> you start <laughs> you start speaking to other people like yourself and you start opening up doors and they say that the matrix, you know, you take the red pill or the blue pill and you find out how, yeah. how far the rabbit hole goes and then <laughs> opens you up into a whole different world. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. It, it, it certainly does. That is, that is for sure. And I love what you said. You go through different stages, you know, with this because I remember as well myself, um, you know, going through this um, – you know, this journey where, you know, you start to learn something, you get excited about it and you see things in a different way and you just want to like tell everybody and you want to make sure everyone's doing it too. But like most yeah. people are like, get away from me, you know, they don't, yeah, they, they don't want it. Yeah. And then you get to a point like, you know, where you're just like, okay, 
here's where it is, like, and take it or leave it. And, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a women's coach, and, you know, I'm at the point now, and I'm sure you are too with, with your clients, where I want to work with women who really want this. They just need someone to be a witness to them. They need someone to lock arms with them, but they're not going to fight the change. They're not going to fight. You know, if they have a little resistance, they're they're still going to work through it. They're not going to just put their hands up. And I don't want to drag anybody along. I want to work with willing people who really want to shift. There's you know? a difference in ignorance and being stuck in your story yeah. or being attached to your story and not wanting to let it go, right? Yeah. And I think oh, yeah, that I mean, people yeah, who yeah, are... I, sorry, yeah, carry on. I was just going to say, I, 100%, I agree with what you're saying as well there because, you know, it's it's like some people will use their affliction so they can't do stuff. Oh, I can't go into that because I've got the... I, I can't go there because I've got, you know, IBS or I can't do that because I've got, you know, fibromyalgia or, yeah, I would, but I've got this. And, they, and, they, and it's like when your nightmare becomes bigger than your dream, mm. you... You don't see a way out, and as you say, I only want to work with um, certain people as well. That's why I learned. I learned the hard way. Like my our programs, I mean, they're a decent investment. They're not like astronomical, but I put a barrier of entry up there. One because I only want to work with people that actually do want to change. Yeah. And two, I learned the hard way. You give people stuff cheap; they don't take it seriously. Um, and you know that that's like. That was for me. I'll be honest. When I went and did through my healing journey, I spent upwards of twenty thousand pounds. Wow. Um, uh, I didn't have it at the time. I put it on credit cards, etc. And I knew it was either it was either I can't enjoy my life like this. I need to get well. Okay, how am I going to earn money in the future by being well? Um, so I was like, look, long game. And I trusted. I was like, it's weird because I've always had. I, I've always believed in my gut. Whenever I've not followed it, I've always come unstuck. And I followed it, and I was like, well, once you get yourself well run, you know, you can always earn more money, but do you want to be here like this? And so I knew what I had to do, and um, so I say to people, like, I'd say it's not, like, maybe it's not, I'm not saying do that or whatever, that was my choice, but yeah. if you really want something, you know, it's the same with the coaching where you learn self-development, if you really want something, you'll find a way to do it. You will. Um, whether it be selling stuff or, or borrowing money or whatever it is, you know, and I'm not saying put yourself in financial crisis because I'm saying where there's a will there is a way um, and you might have to make certain sacrifices for it but you're right that, 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 that's, that's the way it is well I think it's just about it's you know this is one thing I've been learning a lot lately it's just about focus and so when we switch our focus from our limits or you know from this to something else something else will have to you know we have to sacrifice right like that's really all about focus when we focus on something it is truly about sacrifice but it's you know, we, we get to choose that though. Like, what do we want to do? Do we want to, we're either going to sacrifice our health, right. And, and, and do, and, and go that way, or we can sacrifice maybe something else. And maybe we might be in a financial bind for a little bit, but that can be remedied a lot quicker than, I mean, if we lose our, fin- or our, our physical health, you know, our, yeah, there's, there's a great quote for that. I, I, I used to have it on my, uh, Skype. I think I might have it. It says when, when a man's uh, got got his health. He's got a million dreams, but when he hasn't got his health, he's just got one. Um, mm. And that's like when you haven't got your health, nothing else matters, right? That and we talk about our our society as well. You know, we've got. I mean, humans are they are reactive. They're not proactive. You right. know, it, we we wait till we get ill and then we do something about it. Um, yeah. But um, most people said before they they don't know, but more and more is coming out. People know. You you, you drink. Um, 
alcohol every day, you smoke every day, you drink rubbish, I mean, you eat rubbish foods every day, um, etc. You don't get enough sleep, you don't get enough exercise, or you get too much, you know, you're exposed to all different chemicals all the time, then you're going to have a problem down the line. But, you know, in our society as well, it's not, it's not accepted. I know in America, you know, I, I've got friends who work in America and Americans see their job as their identity. They really do, like, oh, yeah. put in the hours and the shift. And and um, the thing is, it's not acceptable in our culture to have a rest or be like, today, guys, I'm not feeling that great. I'm going to have a day's rest, you know. Mm-hmm. If you get ill or get cancer, it's completely acceptable. Um, like, oh, she needs to rest, she needs to get over it, she needs to get well. This is where our society's got things completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have those rest days. What goes up must come down. Yeah. Um, with the sun comes the moon, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be in summer all the time. There's four seasons. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Summer, winter, you know, autumn and spring. And if you're in the summertime the whole time, you know, there's only so much you can take before, boom. Uh, it's also about yin and yang, but yin and yang are not completely different. Yin and yang are basically different ends of the same spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You keep on doing yin, um, or sorry, you keep on yeah, doing um, yang, but it eventually force you to be yin. Um, you either learn the hard way or you do it yourself, you know, and this is what, this woo stuff that everyone says, oh, is talking like a load of rubbish. It's like, well, you know, go through it, mate, and uh, <laughs> and see how, see how you get on. I've learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, so, and this is why this is why I think in our and when we get into it, when we go when we talk about the other podcast, but um, or the other show, we go live. So why my programs and I'm guessing yours, we don't just cover one aspect because it's far much, <laughs> far more, far more to health than just nutrition. Yes. Um, you can have the best food in the world, yeah. but if you're going to work every day and you're hating it, that's an extremely toxic environment. And that's going to lead to a disease down the line somewhere. Yes, um, the Trinity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, spirit. it is. It truly is about body, mind, spirit. You know, and that's why we're so excited about the event that you're going to be part of too. That, you know, we not only talk about nutrition, but we talk about you know the energy, you know, energy medicine, even like you know switching our, like you're saying, even just taking a rest day, those types of things where we can start to really have a balance and. And, um, you know, in our spirit, you know, spirituality and just meditation and, you know, concentration and um, what are we doing on all aspects of our health um, on all levels? Because like you're saying, it's, you know, we can have, you know, we can be in the best shape ever. I, I always think about like Lance Armstrong, right? Like he was in the best shape ever while well, he still ended up with cancer, you know? And so there was something that was off balance, you know, within him and within a lot of people, we can you know, hone in on one thing, but then something else is going to suffer. So we have to try to bring it all in to have true, well-rounded health all on all levels. It's so important. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I think that is where a true empowerment comes from because then we realize we stop looking on the outside for everything and we realize that we truly do have everything inside of us and we can trust ourselves and trust our intuition when we, when we stop listening to all the noise and madness around us because... It's yeah. just chaos. <laughs> and it, it, it takes a strong person to do that. I mean, what you said there about Lance Armstrong, I think Paul Check coined the term fit sick person. They look yeah. great on the outside, but inside they're just dying. And yeah. it's like, uh, it's hard. But it takes a very strong person. You've got, this is the thing, because the majority of society still thinks that way, because they're, the program to it. it's not their fault or whatever it's not like i'm saying people generally this ignorant because because we're in this world like it, sometimes i have to remind myself look not everyone knows this yet like um i was thinking how do you not know that this that 
because I'm in it, in it the whole time. It's all I do. You know, I love my job and I'm helping people and we're researching, talking to people like like yourselves and you you're talking to other others and so, but other people that don't know and um, it's something that it's something where where bit by bit it is coming out and bit by bit people are seeing it. But there's two almost two ends of the spectrum. There's the organic food movement and where foods are getting better and there's, there's foods now that are, that are lesser chemicals and etc etc but there's also the other end where food's getting worse and worse and so mm-hmm. if you don't know you know you've got you've got companies over where you are Monsanto mm-hmm. you know they're just you, you don't I mean I just, I just don't understand where these people are coming from is mm-hmm. they think they're going to not influence their own health by doing this by destroying everything right um, I just don't I mean they're so sinister they, they can get away with it until they can't and the vaccine companies and, mm-hmm. and all these other things that are going on um, GMO fish you know got GMO salmon now oh, yeah. Um, yeah, happens if I don't get out into the wild mm. yeah you know I know I was just mentioning to Aaron earlier, like, I can't help but feel a little irritated when I, like, turn on social media and all these people are talking about, you know, race for the cure, you know, race for the cure. What's What can we do to find the cure? And it's like, what about the calls, y'all? <laughs> I want to strangle them. <laughs> no, i tell you what, that... It's that, just people like, giving their here. power away. Yeah. No, no, yeah, we've got over here, Cancer Research UK, I'm just like, oh, do me a favor, or, like, um, wear the pink ribbon and go run. It's like, oh, what's sponsored by Coke and KFC and McDonald's? It's like, yeah. you are the cause. You are the problem. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, my, I, I was in the, getting my oil changed in my car, I don't know, a month ago or so. And um, I put this on Facebook because it was... It was it was one of those things about you know supporting the 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 cure for breast cancer and a, and it was the Coleman Foundation which is a whole other story in and of itself but um, you know they were they were selling suckers um, to support the cure you know just sugar filled suckers and and so one of my kids said um, doesn't sugar cause cancer like <laughs> but <Whoops>. exactly <laughs> and yeah. so just that's great that's great from your kid yeah. oh yeah they 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 know I mean it's no, it's no, but that's brilliant from a kid because there's no feel on them and I'll be like go on, go and try and argue I'll be like brilliant from a kid point that's, that's perfect because you know <laughs> it's just it's just a matter of fact it's just so mad when I see it and, it is. and, and because they put these stories up with these people like cancer research oh I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the chemotherapy it's like no you're like one of the, the, the minority that are still here despite the chemotherapy yes. um, I don't like, your body's strong enough for that they try and kill everything off and hope only the good stuff grows back good luck with that yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know I always say to people cancer's not a death sentence it's just a body crying out for help yes. uh, and you've just got to give it what it needs the body is a self-healed entity it wants to heal and it's that saying if you do nothing with cancer you've got 60% chance of, of, of living rather than if you go and get chemotherapy, radiation or or uh, surgery, which you know by the 1939 Cancer Act, by law, that's anything they can give. And it's like, why do you think this is? And it's a trillion dollars industry for you guys, you know, it's same over here. And it's, it's just it's just baffling. If you come out and say that or say stuff and you've got all these uh, celebrities backing this stuff, it's just, it's just frustrating to the point of cringeworthy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, you actually, and the funny thing is, people are starting to realize, you know, it's like, how many things don't work, and other people start getting, it's like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah. How much money have they plowed into cancer since I think it was, was it Nixon, your president, came out and said, we're starting the war on cancer? I mean, since then, I've almost got to be billions of pounds, like, spent probably millions, billions fighting the, the cancer. It's like, 
cancer has been cured for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yes. It's not with uranium and radiation and and surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like it's truly just the the reaction is is our fight flight you know response. It's like we got to fight this and kill it off. You know, that's like our natural like you know rather than sitting back and responding and saying, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's happening here?" You know, like something like you're saying, my body's crying out. So what can I do to give it more life rather than to even you know, give it more death, you know, like the thought of killing and destroying in order to bring true life. I don't know. Right. It's just, it's just, um, to bring healing, um, with poisons. I don't know the well, idea, you know, and even just, just like a shaman that I work with, we were doing some work and she was, and she used cancer as an analogy. She was like, you know, you can go in and you can cut that out, but until you deal with the root cause, yeah. it's going to, it's going to pop back up. Mm-hmm. This is what it does me when people talk to me about this stuff and they're like, yeah, well, she's, she's been cured and she's not had it for years. Like she hasn't been cured. Like mm-hmm. it's the underlying root cause is still there. You don't, I always like it. It's an analogy of, you know, you're driving down the road and your oil light comes on in your car. And instead of going and getting the oil light oil fixed or, or, or um, filling the, the car with oil, you just smash the light out and say, oh, the problem's gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, the problem hasn't gone. Yeah. That's why the remission comes back. And But this is why they've changed the stats to like five years survival. It's now four years and it'll be three years later on. Like, mm-hmm. Are there more people surviving? No, you're just changing the, the amount of years. And, uh, I mean, when did you, I have one, when did you break in again? When it used to be like one in 80 that you got cancer and now it's one in two or one in one in one almost. Um, what's changed? We haven't changed genetically. Um, lots of things have changed with our food, our lifestyle. It's the same with autism. I mean, so yeah. causation is not correlation. It's like, yeah, but let's be honest. Yeah. How many stories can you watch where mum takes her kid to get vaccinated and then, but yeah, straight away or within the day, that the kid's a completely different person. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like, what more evidence do you need? Do you, do you, I mean, seeing is believing, or you're actually seeing right. this stuff happen? Um, and even if it's one in a million, it's not, but say it was one in a million, do you want to risk your child being that one? Right, exactly. Yeah, that was... And I, yeah, that was one thing I asked my doctor um, when um, my kids were little. I just said, can you assure me that these are, are safe? And he couldn't. And so I said, then I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do this. I did for a couple of years before I, you know, then I started researching it and I was like, not going to do this anymore. This is, you know, if you can't even assure me that it's safe, but yet you're going to, you want me to do it anyway. Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't, <laughs> you know, that doesn't oh, sit yeah. well with me. So until well, if I put the same ingredients into safe. a glass and told you to drink it, I think I'll get 25 years to life. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I don't think it's, it's, it's just, it, most adults don't even know it's in the vaccines and it's not their fault and it's not at all. They're just told this is what we did for this. And yeah. so like, I'm not thinking doctors are bad people because they're not. They're generally probably, majority of them, very good people that want to help people. And that's why I get them on my program because when I talk with seminars and stuff, they're like, come to me and ask them, like, right, I, need to, I need your help with this. Because they know it doesn't work because it's not working for them. Mm. Um, and most yeah. doctors generally are not in great shape. Most of them are overweight. They look very tired, very ill. They've got seven minutes to deal with patients and they've got a, an overwhelming schedule and they haven't got time to research or learn. Um, yeah, it's true. Because they're part of the system. So, you know, yeah. what, what are you going to do? Um, well, and have- it takes 17 years for, to research to filter down to, to the people on the front line. 
Well, they have the pharmaceutical reps bringing in yeah. the education to them, so. so you, you, know, you guys massively do, yeah, the pharmaceutical reps. Um, it's a little bit different over here, but, you know, they still they still get told what drugs, well, the same drugs that they promote five years later and then, and then taken off for being dangerous, you know. Right. But, you know, I mean, I just say, no one has ever been born deficient in medication. Right, exactly. No, I agree. So, yeah. so, you know, it's just the same thing. You say that to people... Uh, I always say it here whenever I end of my seminars and I speak, I say, did all that make sense? And they, their eyes is like, oh my God, everything you said makes sense. It's like, I don't understand. We've got so far away from just using our brains ourselves. It's almost like we want, people don't want to be accountable for their own health. They want someone just to give them a pill or, or second go and carry on living the lifestyle that, they, that they're doing at, at the moment. Um, and it's just go to the doctor because it takes away responsibility for themselves. It's like, well, it's not how it works. You know, you're responsible for your own health. Yeah. And if you step out of the boundaries and you go and have a drink on, on a Saturday night or you have some bad food, you know that on, on Sunday when, you, when you've got lots of gas or so you're not feeling great, there's a reason why. Yeah. So you get back in your box and you, and you do things right for the next six and a half days. But you know the responsibility. You know that you, felt, you feel bad because of the choices you've made. You haven't got off the... So what cracks me up, people are like, oh, I've got this to do, I've got that. It's like... Yeah, you, you, that, <laughs> your body isn't defective. Yeah. It's your your lifestyle loads the sorry. Yeah, your genetics load the gun, and your lifestyle pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so whatever your predisposition to disease is, that's what comes out. But we know from epigenetics that it doesn't matter what genes you've got. If you live a certain way, you'll never express them. Yep. Uh, and that's why women going getting their breast cut off, etc., is the most. Oh, it's like oh. shocking thing you can think of, like these beautiful women go get their breast cut off, and you're like, what are you doing? Um, but but they don't know. They just told their doctor, and their doctor tells them, oh, you better to be safe than to be sorry. It's like, hmm, not for me. Right. But, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, well, like you were saying, though, too, you know, health is, people are, most people I would say a lot of people are just comfortable being in the victim role or they're just a victim of their circumstances. They feel some ways in, in a weird way, right? Like safer in that, but yet they're miserable it's and easy. it's easy. It. It's easy because, but then, you know, the oh, realization, wow. yeah, the realization is, you know, once you own it, then, you know, then yeah, you are responsible. And I think for so many, so many people, it's a scary place to be in. Um, when they've never trusted themselves because everything outside of ourselves tells us not to trust ourselves because, you know, we have to put our trust and faith into everything, you know, that's not... That's because we've been taught from a young age to, to respect authority and to yes. be, and to just like not think for ourselves. Uh, yeah. It's just, just why you pass test, you know, yep. um, pass test. doesn't matter if you think it's right or wrong, that's the answer and you get marked, you get a tick if you put down the answer they tell you to put down. Yeah. Um, there's no creativity anymore. That's what I was saying about kids in school. Um, it's all this left brain logic. Where's the right brain creativity? Where's thinking for yourself? You know, yeah. that's why all the top, even the top businesses these days, they're all they're all entrepreneurs, thinkers for themselves. Look at Apple. Um, you know, uh, all these people like that. Um, Google, etc. These aren't people. They, they were entrepreneurs. They they were stepped out of the matrix and did things themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is with that as well. I've got two things. One is that a lot of these people, as much as that. It's like 
they first of all, some people their, their lives are so stressful, their working jobs that they don't like so much that they self medicate to get out. They go and do the have the drink or they have the bad food because it's like a reward for a hard day's work. You know, they hate it every minute of being at work, so they reward themselves. Mm. And that's a and that's like a hard harsh reality for a lot of people. And that's why I was to my clients that I'm not saying you to leave your job or anything like that, but what is it you love to do? That you don't do anymore, and you need to get some stuff back in your life that you love doing. Yeah. And the second thing is, ninety to ninety-five percent of the world have got a parasitic, parasitic or fungal infection. So when they're going to the fridge at night grabbing these foods, is it them craving them, or is it the parasites telling them to eat them? Because um, these things inf- infiltrate your nervous system. They uh, make you crave foods you don't want. They can change your mood. You're making you depressed. They can anxious. They can keep, give you like die off. They can, they can do lots of things, you know. Uh, and so there's, there's about a few different things at play. And you add all these things up, and it just becomes like a, a cocktail of, of this disaster, you know. Um, and so it's what people don't realise. There's a lot more to health than just uh, nutrition, yeah. but it's a great place to start. It is a great place yes. to start. Absolutely. Um, well, wow. I, yeah. I think this is a really good place to, to end for now um, until, until April 25th, until our event that you're going to be on. And I'm really excited to, to share with you more and have you share live with everyone. You know, even, you know, the three you know, pillars of gut health, you know, toxic, you know, and being deficient. And it's our environment. You know, I'd love to go in even deeper on those. You know, when we talk in April, um, you know, and, and, and whatnot, but I know it's going to be, it's going to be really amazing, um, mm-hmm. to, to be able to be with you again live. And so we'll be able to see each other. We'll be able to be on Facebook. So everyone will be able to interact as well. So it'll be, it'll be fun. So I'm hoping people really do, um, want to interact and take advantage of this, you know, this time that they're going to have with you too, to ask you, you know, these questions, um, and uh, that they might not be able to have access to someone like this in their own life. So, um, so yeah. So thank you so much, Ryan, for for being on the show today. Yes. And thank you. And we're excited Hello. to see. Well, you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. We're excited to see you on April twenty fifth, and yeah. we'll have and we'll have your information as well too in the notes of the show and and all that as well mm-hmm. too. So if you want to reach out to Ryan, if you like what he has to say today, and want to you know learn more about him we'll have his facebook page you know in the notes and his website and and all yeah it's just it's pretty serious just revive www.reviveyourself.co um yeah just if people want to find but it's say facebook page lots of information same as you you give out i suppose there's lots of information so yeah perfect wonderful well thank you so much ryan awesome thanks ryan no worries guys thank you